Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we are in a brand new series that we started last week on relationships. And so we want to talk about uh, how relationships are one of the most important aspects in your life. In Genesis 2.18, uh, we see these words, it is not good for man to be alone. God on purpose created us so that he would not be enough. Is that wild? God on purpose created us so that a relationship with him, which is vital, also needs to lead to a relationship with other people. And we have relationships in lots of different ways. So last week we talked, uh, uh, and by the way, it won't be the only time, but last week we talked about when you're single, uh, uh, how does that affect your life? How do you live out deep relationships being single? Now we're going to take a jump from that, which is a pretty interesting one, into how do people meet how do people get married and how do they have long lasting relationships with the person God wants them to be with? So you need to know this going in ahead of time. I believe with all my heart that God leads every step of our life if we let him. I believe he has a very specific plan for you. He has a very specific plan for me. Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 10 said, I know, O Lord, that it is not for the man who walks to direct his own steps. In other words, Jeremiah the prophet said, God, I know you need to be the one to direct my steps. And so whenever we do that, then God does amazing things. And I'm going to have you meet two people who I believe, I believe with all my heart, God had a plan for them to meet. God had a plan for them to fall in love. God had a plan for them to be better together than apart. And for me, uh, I could go back a long ways on this. Actually, I really could. Uh, but but um, I got to be a person who watched this up close, how God brought them together. And I think there's probably two people who are not more perfect for each other than these two are for each other, except Pam and I. <laughs> Lauren, you didn't laugh. No laugh on that one, <laughs> Tracy. Okay, so, uh, but anyway, uh, let me tell you this. Today, Doug and Maureen Hughes are with us, but uh, I don't even know how much Maureen knows this, but Maureen, when she was at Western High School, was a song leader there. She was by far one of the most popular girls at Western High. Everybody knew Maureen, and I was the youth pastor of a church called Nat Avenue Christian Church, and one night, I'm walking into Bible study, and there's this buzz, and they go, Maureen Hurst is coming tonight and I'm like no way and everyone's like they're on the edge of their seat it's like a it's like a celebrity was coming and that was the first night that I ever got to meet Maureen and uh, she ended up being a part of our lives uh, in a very wonderful powerful meaningful way uh, which we may get into a little bit but welcome Doug Husen and Maureen Husen well, thank, thank you, you, Pastor Chuck. Great to be with you. And what a great topic. Yeah. We get to talk about your love life. We're <laughs> On display book. for the whole world. Totally. We're an open book for you, Chuck. You have been there from the get-go, so I know you know a lot of what we've gone through. Yeah. Okay. So I want to step back to what happened in, and I got to give the shorter version of this. Um, I wanted to hire an intern here when I was the youth pastor, Doug and I were working together. Doug worked for IBM, was very successful with them, helping us do ministry here at Crossroads. But we had grown to a point where I needed an intern and the elders because of financial issues could never pull the trigger. <laughs> and one day I walk into staff meeting and I'm told you can hire an intern. And I'm like, I don't know who to hire. And I'm sitting in the prayer time and God speaks to me. God spoke to me and said, Maureen Hewson or Hurst, Maureen Hurst, Hurst. Hurst. And, and so I slip out of prayer time and I call Pam and I said, Pam, 
um, I think we're supposed to hire Maureen to be our intern. And Pam goes, I was just praying the same thing. And I said, Pam, can you call her? And that led on the uh, kind of to you guys eventually meeting and everything else in your life. That one prayer changed everything. Do you remember that? I totally remember that because I remember on my end, I was at that time, I was still a Rams cheerleader and I was going to audition. I was trying to decide whether I audition again for a third year or if I go in a different direction. I was really asking God what to do, where to go. And it's so funny because um, right when I did that, you guys called. And it was like God had opened that door and that opportunity for me to move into, I think, what he had for me next, as opposed to what I had enjoyed. But I knew that that wasn't what God wanted me to do. So I do remember that. That was a significant time in my life. I, I know. And by the way, I think it's so interesting because I do remember this. It was like one of those chills moments, you know, because... Definitely. Um, God spoke and said your name. God spoke to Pam about the same time and said your name to her. And then we uh, reached out to you on a day that was really significant because you had to make a decision pretty quickly. Yes, yes, again, because I had to really decide, am I going to go forward? I think it might have even been right before auditions. And I was just really struggling. And I was like, Lord, I just don't know. But when that came through, it was like, a complete confirmation and a peace in my soul where I knew this was where God called me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we were so thrilled. We got you by the way, uh, Doug, you'll, you'll be able to say this is true. Back then you did not hire women to do ministry. And so I took so many hits over hiring Maureen because she was beautiful. And people were like, are you hiring her? Cause she's beautiful, which by the way, you were beautiful and you still are. We hired her because she was exceptionally brilliant. We hired her because she was gifted, and we always saw that in you. And uh, we hired her because she had this uh, magnetism to bring people into this walk with Christ. And so as beautiful as you were and are, that's not why I hired you, right? Absolutely. And I have to tell you, though, I really was, I think, protected by you a lot in a lot of ways from um, some of those people that um, were not happy. And I knew that people weren't happy that you hired a girl. I mean, back in those days, it was very much women served in kids ministry. Right. But youth ministry, that's a whole nother story. And so you did take a chance, and I know you received a lot of hits, but you really guarded me, which I appreciate, Chuck, that you and Pam both did. Well, I yeah, we, we loved having you. And by the way, I don't want to get too far off on this, but it sparked a revival. Uh, Maureen was a key part of our seeing this astronomical growth uh, in seeing people come to know Christ. But so now I want to ask the question. Uh, Doug, I want to have you go first. Tell us how you first met Maureen. Okay, so it's probably uh, um, introduction at a Bible study. It had to be a Bible study. We were always in Bible study. If it wasn't on Monday night, it was Wednesday night. If it wasn't Wednesday night, it was Thursday night. And that's, and that's yep. the point, true. Uh, if, if you're in Chuck's ministry, uh, youth ministry for a year, you better be able to teach the Bible because you've been exposed to the whole Bible. And so coming out of Not Avenue, you certainly were qualified. You might look back today and go, I don't feel like I was qualified then, but you're qualified. So I remember uh, hearing about her uh, because you and Pam had said that this could really be a good fit. I had uh, entered into a season where uh, I don't want to say I'd given up on girls, right? I became, you know, <laughs> like that. But I just was not interested in pursuing anybody. But then I was intrigued by her. And uh, I do remember seeing her. And again, uh, externally uh, gorgeous. But then just watching and uh, seeing the uh, um, Christ-like nature uh, and uh, the fruit of the Spirit of God uh, within her and became um, 
petrified and intimidated. <laughs> okay. For the better part of a year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The night you met her, you went home. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, I think so. And what happened? Well, go ahead. Cause <laughs> Doug, the night he met her, went home and actually knew. He told God, yeah. I met the woman I'm going to marry. Like, And then you laid out a plan of how to win her. Yeah, I did have some uh, thoughts on that. And I wasn't in a hurry. Sometimes you meet somebody and uh, uh, you're resolved. Not settled, but resolved. Uh, because uh, they answer all that uh, God um, has revealed to you about yourself and who you want. Uh, and I would say this, the uh, second biggest decision any of us could ever make, second only to uh, following Christ, is who we will uh, partner in life with, yeah. who we will marry. It's a, and, and having made certainly uh, some missteps probably in that area, now knew exactly this is, this is like you said, the one. Um, and, and I did have kind of a plan. Uh, my strategy was relax and go slow. I probably went slower than I should have went. <laughs> like, can you say a snail? I mean, that was like a snail, uh, snail slow, right, Chuck? Well, what did you think when you first met Doug? Okay, when I I remember you, you and Pam were so excited for me to meet this guy named this Doug Houston, and he works at IBM, and he's a surfer, and he has blonde hair, and. I, I'll be honest, I think I was pretty naive and pretty young about some of those things. So I didn't really realize how blonde his hair was going to be when I first met him. I know that's kind of a silly thing, but I was like, whoa, his hair is really white because it was, it was like that really white blonde hair. And I just had not been attracted to guys at, at that much with that color hair. So that, <laughs> that was my first thought. But then when I met him, especially, I thought, wow, this guy is amazing. He is always attentive to the person that's an outsider in any crowd. Yeah, Doug definitely, um, from the moment I met Doug, he was always uh, wanting to, to love people, care for people in the name of Christ. He always carried that about himself. And uh, this very, very strong man, but very godly character was there, uh, which is why Pam and I thought, wow, what would happen if he and Maureen were together? You know, uh, but here's what's so interesting. You had a list, right? I did. I did have a list. You mean my 15 yes. non-negotiables? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. I this know. this is framed in our house. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because those li that list was so important, especially for me being an, a newer Christian. I hadn't grown up in a Christian home. So to understand the character traits that I wanted in a man, it needed to be kind of laid out. So you kind of laid that all out. But then you were all, uh, you can add some more traits that are, are negotiable, you know, mm -hmm. at the bottom. And so, you know, I kind of put a d tall, dark, and handsome kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you did. There. You put tall, dark, and dark hair, dark and tall hair. skin. Mm -hmm. I'm tall. That's I all I can I kind of had this Greek, Greek look in my head. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. see, and the thing is, Maureen was living with Pam and I, and I knew about her list. <laughs> and uh, then one morning, Maureen comes in. This is what we talked to Keanu about last yeah. week. Uh, uh, Maureen comes in, and you'd had a dream. Yes, yes. So I was sleeping, and I had a dream that God showed me the man that I was going to marry, and I couldn't see his face. So I didn't know who he was going to, you know, who it was going to be. But the weirder thing was that he had blonde hair. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. Could this be Doug? I, he's the only, I think, at that time, blonde-haired guy I knew. <laughs> 
but I wasn't really sure. But yeah, that was my dream. So I came out telling you guys I was super excited, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I really believe God speaks in dreams. By the way, the Bible says God mm. speaks in dreams. And Maureen came out and she starts telling us that. And Pam and I had been praying that maybe something had happened between you guys. And uh, when you're telling us that, I'm going, okay, the Lord is, because Maureen prayed like she you do today. She prayed and prayed. Mm. And God began to change your heart and mindset away from your negotiables part of the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and and you were never rebellious to whatever God would want. But that was a pretty determining moment in your life. It was. It, it really was, Chuck. And you're right. Um, God began to change my heart toward what I thought I wanted to really what he had in store for me. And that became my desire was to pursue whoever God had placed in front of me. And, of course, you and Pam helped a lot to edge that along or egg that along. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We loved being involved in that. So, <laughs> so Doug, now uh, what happens, you guys are becoming better and better friends. You're serving in ministry together, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool because I, I think that you guys, you know, definitely had that as a foundation for your relationship, caring for high school students and junior high students and college because we did them all back then. Yeah. Um, so when did you start thinking, okay, I think we're going to head to a new level here? Well, uh, I was, uh, convinced of that, uh, after a couple conversations with you. Um, and then we had set up a nice, uh, uh, dinner together. I think you and I were the cooks and, uh, Pam and uh, Maureen were going to be the recipients of our fine efforts. And, uh, um, at that point, uh, I knew, and it was kind of time to make a step, and uh, so we had that beautiful dinner together. I think I cooked shrimp scampi. You cooked something, probably the meat dish or something. It went great. I mean, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, this is it. I'm leaving for a month to go to Atlanta. We'll, you know, walk out, and I can kind of set a time for an actual date, you know, apart from all the youth ministry stuff and get a little bit more personal. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was all in my head so well. And we walked out uh, of your house uh, right there on Hacienda, stepped down the steps, mm-hmm. took about three steps, and Maureen and I are side by side. The telephone rings, and Pam answers it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And single-handedly, that phone call set me back six months. (laughs) (laughs) It did, because remember, I think it was Mike Brainerd Uh on the other line. And so he was calling just to talk to me, and Doug was getting ready, and he was going to be leaving for the next three months. Confidence. So we talked really quick, and then I hung up and then went to the door, and I remember standing with Pam like, should I go out there? Should I give him a hug? Should I, you know, shake his hand? What should I say going before he leaves? And I think I went out there and... Probably, but by I that time, remember. my confidence was not sky high. It was a basement yeah. uh, because here's this guy, another suitor competitor who is, uh, you know, on a, uh, uh, a daytime uh, drama... Uh, soap opera. Yeah, soap opera, you know, so... So it got delayed a little bit. (laughs) So, yeah. So everybody has to know this because I think this is a cool part of the story. Um, I end up being so blessed because I have Maureen now as one of our our interns. And then I get a call out of nowhere from this guy who's starting to be a rising actor. Super good looking. Yeah. Yeah, super good looking. He says, can I come and intern? And I'm like, yeah. He does it for free, by the way. Uh, uh, and we paid you almost nothing. But anyway, so now I've got, the, I've got the Rams cheerleader supermodel. I've got the actor. I have the successful salesperson. And I'm like scoring. I'm like, I didn't have to do any work. Uh, but Mike starts being very interested in Maureen. 
as much as I love you, Mike, if you're watching, I had a plan for Doug. So I'm like, what am I going to do to get involved in this? Because, uh, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we were in that moment. And um, yeah, it's just really kind of fun and funny, too. Uh, but, and we love Mike, by the way. We really yeah. love Mike. But, um, but in that moment, I remember, gosh, I'm, what, what's going to happen? So in my mind, the next pivotal moment is a water ski trip we all go on together where we take, uh, we got all these houseboats and yeah. had all these college-age students and, and high school students, some high school students, and Mike is there, and you're there, and Doug's there, and uh, we have a night that at least stands out in my mind. Do you remember that night? Is that the night when we went to have dinner inside there, like right off the, not on the houseboat, but off the houseboat? We went to dinner, and I, I think I was saving a seat right next to me for Doug. Uh huh. And thinking that he might want to sit next to me, but I was sitting with some of my friends. And he came in and just sort of walked on by and then sat, went and sat with someone who was alone. Again, that was just his character. To see a person alone, he would go over and minister to them. So. That is exactly yeah. right. So, okay, <laughs> Tracy, I told the story correctly. So what happened is I've got it all set. I'm sitting across from you. I'm across yes, from you waiting for this right. moment. Uh -huh. And Doug is, uh, you know, not come in yet. And... <laughs> and I sent Mike on these errands. <laughs> I really did. Okay. Oh, so then Doug comes walking in and I actually said, hey, Doug. And he grabs his food and turns and he looks over and there's a person we left out. Yeah. And I, in that moment, I could have died because this person was really a, a special, but he mm -hmm. had special needs. And, and we so left him out. He's off by himself. And I looked, and Doug, though, man, he just turns and goes, oh. And he walks right over and sits down to just love on this guy and make him feel accepted and a part of who we are. And in that moment, I remember Maureen sighs. Yes. Yeah, you know what? You are right. I did sigh because I think that's the moment when I really noticed Doug. I mean, really noticed him. Because I think before that, I was interested in him, but... No worries, honey. <laughs> I was interested in him, but kind of like unsure because you're a mm -hmm. young girl and you just want to mm -hmm. make sure that it's the right person. And, and it was at that moment that I really saw God's character in him again. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, he's the guy. Exactly. And um, I, I really that's my opinion, too. It, of course, your opinion matters more because it's you. <laughs> um, but it was a Matthew 633 moment. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God. And in that moment, Doug did what, Doug, you always do. You were seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It was the right thing to do. And then God in that moment said, okay, now it's time. That's what I think happened. I think so, too. Yeah. I agree. It would take him another six months or so to ask me out. Or so. <laughs> but, yes, I would agree. <laughs> uh, he's definitely a rewarder of those that seek him. Yeah. Right, and uh, if you seek God's uh, uh, will for your life, you're going to get the girl, the gold watch, and everything. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, and and I really believe that God, you know, before time began, had ordained for you two to be together, mm -hmm. and so God helped write your love story because God loves love. Amen. Yeah. And in that moment, we began to just see something unfolding that was pretty incredible. Um, and the fun thing was, I think everybody I knew said. These two are good together. Aww. They're good for each other. Which, by the way, when we go to the non-negotiables, mm -hmm. that's one thing you look for. Yeah. Yeah. Do other people see that you're good for each other? 
Um, and by the way, now in your kids, I know you're looking for who's oh, good man. for each other. <laughs> yes. We've been fortunate. We've been fortunate with three, but there's one left. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, you can pray for that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering who he is, he's super good looking. And go to last week's podcast and uh, and articulate and smart. And he is, right? You got, I mean... <laughs> no comments. Okay. Yeah. Receiving applications no now. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But, yeah. And, and so what happened is, you know, it, it, we're going to have to fast forward some, yes. but, you know, God in the end brought you two guys together and you ended up uh, getting married um, and having uh, children and yeah. and watching your kids grow and now grandchildren, which, by the yes. way, nobody can believe looking at you, Maureen, yes. uh, that that's true. Yes, we're excited. We're ha- we have a third grandchild on, on the way. We have two already and a third one on the way, so we're super excited. But yeah, God has, has really uh, given us favor. I think that's a way to say it. He's really blessed us with, um, with each other. I think um, when we're obedient to doing what God calls us to do, he's going to bring that right person in at just the right time. And again, like both Doug and I weren't really searching for someone or looking for someone at that time. We really wanted to be committed to following the Lord. And when we did that, God opened the door. Oh, exactly. And see, that was what I want everyone to hear today. And I, um, and you know, even though I want to say, you guys have been married a while now, and I'm not yeah. saying like you're old, but you've been married a while. The reason I think your story is so important mm-hmm. is we can see the proof that this was God. Yeah. We can see it in your relationship. We can see it in the fruit of your ministry together, uh, in the lives you've lived, you know, because there's been hard times. You got really sick yeah. at one point. Yeah. And, um, and, and yet God has, you know, put you guys together for a reason. So now if we go all the way back to that high school girl I met, uh, uh, and just, by the way, we all, Pam and I fell in love with you immediately. We just loved who you were. Um, and then watch you become a Christian, watch you uh, uh, find your life's calling, uh, be a part of seeing Doug, you come and start helping me. Um, I, I got to watch from the uh, in a pretty cool way the, a story that I think is a pretty awesome epic story of God's will being done. Yeah. Would you say that, Doug? I'd agree completely. And uh, um, you know, uh, holding uh, uh, her hands on our wedding day, <laughs> right after uh, uh, I understand uh, uh, she had entered the room's pause before walking all the way down to the front. Her dad whispered, are you sure you want to do this? I uh, gave her one last out. Uh, Pat, one day. <laughs> anyway, um, but holding her hands uh, um, and now thinking back after uh, 33 years, almost 34 in April, um, uh, the hands of uh, the girl I held there uh, um, were different 10 years later. Uh, she'd grown. Uh, she was already, um, I think, mature, um, age appropriate, um, but has changed. Um, and I'd be bored stiff if I was still married to that, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, 21-year-old girl who, by the way, on our uh, honeymoon, uh, did you turn 22 on our honeymoon? I did, yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. And, and, did. and she missed her mama and cried. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I just left the hotel room and went down to the beach for a while. <laughs> it was all new. It was all a new thing. <laughs> but you know what? That's appropriate for a 21, 22-year-old uh, yeah. to miss your mom and be newly married. But um, I've watched... Uh, Maureen grow in so many different ways, uh, you know, spiritually, emotionally, um, in uh, all of the different roles that come upon you, not just a daughter, but a, a mother, um, a sister, uh, all of those. And so, yeah, thank goodness uh, um, there's grace to grow and grow together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, I, I got to pause on this one. Um, I did their wedding. <laughs> and, uh, and so you guys got to hear this and all you guys got to hear this. So what happened, I knew I was going to do this, but Maureen and Doug did not know I was going to do this. But Maureen's father was very protective of Maureen. And so whenever guys came over to see her, if they ever said these words, uh, uh, can I see Maureen or something like that, the dad would just shut the door in their face because you had to say, may I? May I yes, yeah. May I. And then you had to come in and not see Maureen right away <laughs> because he wanted to make sure you were okay. Doug, you went through that, oh, right? Oh, it's brutal, it brutal. It was brutal. And her dad's big. He was big. So, he was a Navy guy. Yeah, yeah. And I liked your dad. So anyway, what happened is he did that to a lot of guys. So at, at Doug and Maureen's wedding, I got up and said, uh, by the way, if none of you, know, anyone here didn't know this, and I told the story of how Maureen's father would terrorize any guy who tried to come over. And when I got done, I said, how many of you guys went through that? And all these hands went up. <laughs> Do you remember that? Even my friends that were guys. Yeah. Oh, it was but funny. It was fun to have all these guys raise their hands, and her dad was so proud. <laughs> he was. I think he just liked pretending to be scary and stuff. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, he, he was brutal with Doug, especially, because uh, I think when Doug first met my dad, I had to sit in my room for, like, 30 minutes. My mom's like, don't come out of your room. Doug is here, but he's talking with your dad. And my dad is sitting there talking with him while he's cleaning his knives and guns <laughs> all out on the coffee table. I'm like, okay. But he did well. Home by 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the things, and uh, I think mm. is worth saying, too, because mm. there's so much about your story, um, but I know one thing your father liked about Doug is, Doug, how confident you were. Because mm. yes. Doug was, wasn't he? Yes. Doug was very confident, but I think what my dad really appreciated was um, that he wasn't a boy. And I say that in a, a funny way, but, but what I mean is he didn't have or cling to his his boyish ideas, he was prepared to be a man. And he was a man that was prepared to have a wife. And I think that's so important. I, I know for our boys, Doug has really strived to train up our boys to be men, you know. One day they will be married, you know. And that was important for us. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, <clears throat> I hope that uh, um, the spouses of my children uh, see them as a uh, gift and are grateful for the uh, influence you've had in their lives or that I've had too. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, I, I think as a parent, I feel more lucky than good, uh, you know, yeah. at raising kids, but uh, I hope that that's true for their spouses. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. All right, so one last question okay. to each of you, and uh, as we get ready to kind of put an end to our time together, uh, if you now, all these, knowing your story, knowing how God's brought you along, if you were to talk to someone who's single today, uh, about the stage of life before you guys met, what would be one thing you'd say to someone who's single in that moment that would, you know, that would prepare them for a great relationship one day? Well, I don't know if this is really, oh, there's so much I would say, actually. It's so hard to say one thing. But I think the most important thing is, and I was talking to my friend, my, well, my best friend, Ellie, you know, you know her. Uh -huh. um, and we were talking about what, what was so valuable in raising the kind of kids that we ended up having and having the kind of marriage we ended up having with our husbands. And it really was to, to choose that person wisely. And I know it's, it sounds very trite and it's hard, like, how do I do that? But really, the more that I was walking closely with the Lord and making him a priority in my life, the easier it was to see who God had in store for me 
and for my future. And then it was much easier to accept that and to be excited about that too. So I really think, I know it's funny, but that who, who you choose, you know, you pray for who you choose. No, no, I think that's big, Maureen. And, and you know why? Because we all have been through life together, the three of us. And over the years, I've watched amazing relationships and marriages. And um, I have also seen people not make the right choice. And we knew it. Uh, By the way, uh, the three of us knew. We were looking at people going, what are you doing? And it never turned out well. They hoped it would. But I'm sad to say I've never been off on that one. Uh, because, and you guys haven't either. And, and the reason is, is it's clear, you know, God wasn't in, in that situation. Now I've seen other situations where I thought they were right for each other and it didn't work out, but I haven't seen one yet where I knew ahead of time, that's not a good call. Exactly. (laughs) And And I, and I know that you're never going to make it, it's not going to be perfect, but that character does count. Mm -hmm. And so you choose a person that has those character traits that really does exemplify Christ. Um, and, and the rest is in God's hands. Yep. <laughs> I feel like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Doug, what would you say? Well, I would say, um, let God do his work in you and, um, understand who you are. Uh, I think a lot of people get married. They don't know their spouse and they don't even know themselves. And that's, yeah. that's too bad. And, and you can know yourself from an early age. Yeah. You really can, but it takes yeah. some contemplation. I think, uh, God helps <clears throat> by revealing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're given a God-given personality, um, but then superimposed upon it is Christ-like character qualities. That's your true self, your true identity. So be that person and then be picky. I joke with my uh, middle son about he's too picky, right? I say, be like your younger brother. Mess up your hair. Women want a project to fix, right? Uh, so, but, but be picky, but he knows himself, you know? And his heart's not been broken that many times, which is fortunate. I, I just, I want people, I want to prevent that from, I don't want their heart broken and then broken again but to know yourself first is so powerful and god will reveal who you really are in christ oh i totally agree i totally agree and by the way identity is so important and god wants to help us under discover uh his god-given uh plan which is a part of a part of that's our identity and so i'm i i agree with you on that well, thank you guys for being here. By the way, I think we could probably go a lot longer on your story because there's a lot more cool stuff to uh, delve into. But for all of you who are watching today, this is what I wanted you to hear, is that I, we believe, I believe, we believe that God has a plan for your life. It's an amazing plan. But what you want to do is get as close to him as you can and let him take you every step of the way. By the way, quick heads up. We're going to talk later on about how God brings you to great friendships, how God wants to bring you into the right person if you're single, how God wants to make your marriage great. We're going to dig into all that Um, and and how you can be a part of other people discovering their plans for their life. Because I'd say one of the greatest joys I have is that uh, uh, you got to hear that today. I got to be a part of Doug discovering his plan. I got to be a part of Maureen discovering her plan. And uh, I value the fact that God let me be a little part of them uh, discovering their God-given purpose and plan. And it's one of the great joys anyone can have in life. So I want you to know how to be able to do, be that too. But we will see you next week when we're going to talk more about how uh, God wants your relationships to be great. God bless you guys and have, see you next week.